Hello and welcome to the Lancet Global Health Podcast. My name is Job Mogire. Today we discuss a new paper published in the Lancet Global Health Journal about the role of surgery in treating corneal blindness. I am joined online by Dr. Bratton from London School of Hygiene and Topical Medicine. Welcome Dr. Bratton. For the benefit of those who may not be conversant with your work, kindly introduce yourself. My name, as Joe mentioned, is Matthew Burton. I'm an ophthalmologist based at the International Centre for Eye Health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And my work largely focuses on infectious causes of blindness that predominantly affect people in low- and middle-income countries. We are talking about blindness today. To what extent is blindness a global health issue and how is the burden of blindness distributed globally? Worldwide, there are approximately 285 million people with significant vision impairment, of which 35 million people are totally blind. Of these, about 80% have an avoidable condition, so it can be treated or prevented. And of these people, 90% of them live in low- and middle-income countries. Worldwide, the commonest cause of blindness remains cataract, but there are several other fairly common causes as well, glaucoma, diabetes, and infectious causes of blindness such as trachoma and oncocerciasis. In line with the specific focus of this paper, and as a foundation for this discussion, what's trachomatous trichiasis and how does it come about? Trachoma remains the commonest infectious cause of blindness worldwide. Currently, the estimates are that there are about 230 million people living in trachoma endemic regions and there are approximately 1.2 million people who are blind from this condition worldwide at present. The disease is caused by repeated infection of the eyes with chlamydia trachomatis starting in early childhood and this results in scarring of the inside of the eyelid. Over many years the scarring causes the eyelids to roll in and the eyelashes begin to touch and scratch on the surface of the eye. This is a very delicate structure middle of which is the cornea and what can happen sometimes is that that scratching can lead to damage to the cornea resulting in a pacification so the cornea becomes cloudy misty and the person can no longer see. Trichiasis, this touching of the eyelashes to the eyeball is the stage at which people are really vulnerable to losing their sight from this disease and the focus of the paper that we're going to be discussing in a moment is really how do we most effectively manage trichiasis? How do we correct this anatomical problem to reduce the risk of people losing their sight from this disease? In this trial, you explored the difference in outcome between two surgical approaches for the treatment of trachomatous trichiasis. Can you give us a brief overview about this? Worldwide, there are many people with trichomatous trichiasis, perhaps somewhere in the region of about 4 million. And many, if not most of these, need a surgical treatment to correct the trichiasis. The basic operation involves cutting the eyelid and repositioning the end of the eyelid in such a way that the eyelashes no longer scratch against the front of the eye, and then fixing that in the corrected position using several sutures that come out after some days. About 20 years ago, there was a particular procedure that was tested against a range of other operations. This operation was called the bilamellar tarsal rotation, and it was found to perform better 
been all the other operations tested in that trial. Subsequently, the WHO recommended that this operation, the bilamellar tonsil rotation, should be used in preference over other procedures. But in many countries over the last 20 years, an alternative operation called the posterior lamellar tonsil rotation, sometimes referred to as the TRABU procedure, has been in common use. So worldwide, perhaps approximately half of the operations are done with one operation, the other half of the operations are done with the other operation. And which operation a patient gets really depends on where they live, as different national programs have different preferences. In this study, what we set out to do was to ask the fairly straightforward question of which of these two operations produces the best result for the patient, both in terms of the control of the trochanter, so providing long-term correction of the trochanter, and in terms of other secondary outcomes, such as infection and pain and bleeding following surgery. What were your main findings in this trial? This trial was conducted in Amhara, region of Ethiopia, and we recruited about a thousand, well, a thousand people uh, with trachomatous trichitis, and they were randomized in a one-to-one ratio to one of the two operations being considered. The primary outcome was any recurrent trichitis, a return of this condition by one year of follow-up. We re-examined all the, all the patients at, at six months and at 12 months. At one year, the bilamellar tarsal rotation had a recurrence rate of about 22%, and the posterior lamella tarsal rotation had a recurrence rate of 13%, so somewhat lower than the bilamella tarsal rotation. And in terms of our secondary outcomes, we found that infection of the operative wound was much less in the posterior lamella tarsal rotation. This is because we don't actually have to cut the skin in this operation. And similarly, we experienced less bleeding intraoperatively and the patient experienced less pain in the days following the surgery. Again, probably because less tissue actually has to be inside during the procedure. Overall, the patients that one year reported equivalent levels of satisfaction with the procedure in terms of how they felt it looked, the eyelids looked at one year. What implications do these findings carry in the treatment of trachomatosticasis? And how might this be incorporated into the daily practice of the treatment of trachomatostricasis globally? Most trachomatostricasis is treated by non-physician surgeons. So in large part, these are nurses, sometimes specialist ophthalmic nurses, but more commonly general nurses who are given special training for a few weeks to deliver the procedure. And currently, there is a very large scale-up, a real push to try and control the trachoma, the public health problem worldwide, over the next five years with a target of 2020, the year by which the, the, the world would really like to achieve control of this disease of the public health problem as widely as possible. And so we're at a, a time when there's a big scale-up in the number of people being trained, number of nurses and other cadres being trained to deliver this surgery. And I think that the implication is for, for new programs where surgery is being established, perfect programs being established, and new people being trained. The implication from this trial is that these people should be trained in, in the posterior malar transplantation given the results of this trial. Where programs are already well established and people are already trained in the bilamellar transplantation, 
I think the consensus at the moment is that those individuals should continue to use that procedure rather than go through retraining. And more thought over the next year or so will be given to whether or not uh, those people should be retrained in the post-serial procedure. There are definitely challenges in delivering surgery. Most of the patients with trichomes are living in rural parts, particularly of uh, East, uh, East and Central Africa, and their access to healthcare is limited. And one of the big challenges is finding those people who need the surgery and then delivering it at a point where, where they can access it in a reasonable time frame. As the global program in different countries scales up, a major challenge is, is how do you identify the people who need the treatment and then how do you deliver it in a community setting that is accessible to all who need it. Thank you, Dr. Barton, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Joe.